Welcome to Word Love Ministries, where this is a Holy Spirit-led podcast. Good day to you. My name is Claire Carter, and I'm your host on this journey of becoming a disciple of Christ. We have been finishing up now the basic training, and the Holy Spirit is leading us now into the body armor. So let's go to the Father in prayer. Father God, thank you so much for each new day, each new opportunity that you give to us. We just want to praise you and glorify you. Clean us up and clean us out, Father God, so that way our ears, hearts, and minds will be able to receive you on this day. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. We welcome you, Holy Spirit, into our vessels, minds, and our hearts. Clean us up and out that you are welcome in where you deserve and belong to be. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Be with us in our homes. Be with us in our in our office. Be with us in our cars. Be with us in our bedroom. Be with us in our quiet place. Father God, be with us. We don't just want to feel you and your presence at all times. So we thank you, Christ, for your love and for your blood and your precious mighty name, Jesus. Amen. So we have been talking about basic training. And uh, our last lesson, we talked about the AIT, which is Advanced Individual Training, and MOS, which is the Military Operating Service. We spoke about your spiritual journey. We spoke spoke about how do we know if Jesus healed heals if we've never been sick? How do we know if he that he provides if we've never been without? How do we know that God can deliver us uh, deliver us if we've never been in a situation or needed deliverance from sin? How do we know these things? How do we know that Jesus loves us or love has loved us if we have never been rejected or felt unloved? So going over, we went about um, once you choose Jesus as your savior, access to all benefits as being a child of God, he prepares us in different ways to fight against the walls of the devil, to fight against the spiritual realm, to prepare us against the attacks of life in the flesh and also in the spirit. We learned about who Satan is and realized that he wasn't this ugly, scary, mean guy with pitchforks, that he was actually beautiful, that he actually had fallen from heaven and he was kicked out of heaven because he wanted to be bigger than God. He wanted to rebel against God. So we understand that what the the devil does is he comes as a thief, he's here to steal, kill, and to destroy lives, families, um, mental status, financial status. He's he's on the prowl. He's a roaring lion waiting to devour us. That's all in God's word, truly all in God's word. And we find in John 10, 10, the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. And that's his job. And guess what? He does it so well but we can be the ones that can stand up and make sure that he is not coming uh, against us, that um, that the, the fight that he's bringing against us is not penetrate through to affect us and lose our faith and trust in Christ Jesus. So today we're going to um, start our lesson about the body armor. So in the military, because remember I told you the Holy Spirit had put on my heart, let's look at the military and and see their status and see the order and form and fashion that they do things and now we'll take military but we'll replace that with spiritual so the body armor for the military it says it seems fairly obvious that those in the military need full protection this is not just body armor but also includes protection for the head growing and other extremities one of the overlooked aspects of the body armor for the military however 
it is impacted on their ability to do their job properly. Without body armor, soldiers could not feel confident in performing in a high-risk situation like a war zone. Military armor has to prevent against a wide range of attacks and often against extreme attacks involving high caliber or armor-piercing rounds. There are also an increasing number of explosive attacks on soldiers and protection against these threats is key. So as you see here in the military, you need to be able to wear your armor properly, understand all the pieces of your property, uh, of your, um, excuse me, <laughs> of your um, whole property of your body armor. You need to know um, how to perform in it, how to handle things, what each piece is symbolized for, what it's used for. And so that way you can use it as these things are trying to come up against us. So what God tells us is that he has something for us called a full, the full armor of God. So in the military, it's the body armor for the mil military. But here, our body armor is the full armor of God. So we don't just wear a uniform or maybe like a bulletproof vest. We actually have pieces to our equipment, which is spiritual, that God has us to wear and requires us to wear in order to be able to fight and be, stand against the walls of the devil. So what we can find in Ephesians chapter uh, 6, verses 11 through 13, it says here, or 10 through 13, excuse me, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in the dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so that you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on your belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows from the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. So God is telling us that we're not fighting. We're not fighting against the flesh and blood. We're not, we're not fighting one another, human being against human being. We're fighting spirit against spirit. So it seems fairly obvious that those in the body of Christ need full protection. This is not just body armor, but it also includes protection for your spiritual being. The full armor for the Christian or disciple is being covered with God's armor, their ability to do their job properly and successful. Without the full armor, soldiers of God's army could not feel confident in performing in a high-risk situation like a spiritual war zone. The full armor has to prevent against a wide range of attacks and often against extreme attacks involving principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in the high places, fiery darts of the wicked, and the wilds of the devil. There are also an increasing number of soldiers of darkness and protection against three, these threats is key. So the key is being mindful and understanding the full armor of God, which we will be going over that, I'm sure, in the next lesson or two. 
So to understand what these principalities, rulers of darkness is, it means government, leaders or rulers, those responsible for supervision over territory. Powers, what does powers mean? Powers are is witchcraft, spells, false prophets, fortune telling, potions, tarot cards, horoscopes, sorcery. And where we can find this at is because, you know, we love to refer to God's word. So what we have here in Lamentations 337, it says, who can command things to happen without the Lord's permission? So when we have people that do witchcrafts and spells, they're commanding things to take place. They're commanding things to happen, but that they're thinking that's without the Lord's permission. But God, once again, he knows everything that comes up against his children. He knows everything that is going to happen to us. And so he knows the strength that we have in him, the faith that we have and trust in Christ Jesus and how we are to stand firm. And so even though witches might cast little spells on us or big spells on us or um, principalities, the rulers of darkness want to put these spells on us, nothing can happen to us without the Lord's permission. So that's why we have to be in total alignment total alignment with God. That's why we should be fervently praying, consistently praying at all times so we can be mindful that that the Lord will give us discernment and, and show us and teach us these things that are around us so we can be prepared and so we can be covered. In Lamentations, that was in Lamentations 337. So false prophecies in Jeremiah 23, 30 and 30 through 32, it says, therefore says the Lord, I am against these prophets who steal messages from each other and claim they are from me. I am against these smooth tongue prophets who say this prophecy is from the Lord. I am against these false prophets. Their imaginary dreams are flagrant lies that lead my people to sin. I did not send or appoint them and they have no message at all for my people. I, the Lord, have spoken. So we have to be so mindful. We're we're getting prepared because remember, we have to learn our enemy. And that's what we spoke about last week or last time is um, who are we up against? In order for us to know how to fight, do we need to bring, and like in the military, do we need to bring C4 in? Do we need to bring a tank in? You know, do we need to bring Air, Air Force in? What do we need to bring in? Because they have, they're studying their, studying their um, opponent, they're studying their enemy, so they know how to attack, so they know how to put up their guard, so they know how to be covered and what to use. So God is saying, hey, there are going to be false prophets. There are going to be people that command things to happen to you. There, there's going to be these things I'm warning you and I'm telling you, and you can't listen to these prophets. You need to pray to me for discernment. You need to pray to me so that way I can keep my children clean and away from these things that are trying to attack them, away from these things to alert you of these things. So the Lord says that he's against these prophets. Just because a person says, oh, hey, I'm a prophet, does not mean that they have been appointed appointed by God. And see, the way that you can tell a prophet, which we're gonna um, talk about as well, is do they show the fruits of the spirit? Is this a person that is consistently on a, day-to-day basis, 24-hour, seven-days-a-week basis, showing love, joy, peace, long-suffering, showing patience, showing gentleness and goodness, faith, and being teachable, and and showing self-control. On a daily basis, are they showing that, or are they just putting on the front when they're in front of you? 
But if you run into them in the store or on the street, you have a different um, look on them. They have a different characteristic that they're carrying. And then also, let's let's keep this in mind. Is what you have been praying to God about for your life, it, are they confirming that for you without you having told anyone or told them what God has been or you have been speaking to God about? And what you also need to do anytime, anytime, you you have to be mindful of who prays over you as well. You have to look out for these things. You have to be mindful and pay attention and ask God, please reveal to me who will be able to put their hands on me and pray. Who will be able to pray with me? Who will, will uh, am I allowed to allow pray for me? Because you really have to be mindful of these things because there are so many wolves out there. There are so many false prophets. There are so many liars and stealers and cheaters and people that want to hurt people intentionally. So we need to be mindful of that. We need to know that if somebody comes to you and they say, hey, the Lord told me that you need to pick up and move to Kansas. Don't just pick up and move to Kansas. You need to pray to God. You need to do fasting and go to God in prayer and say, Lord, is this where you are moving me? And the Lord will open a door and make a way and confirm don't just do stuff because somebody says that they are a prophet or somebody says that God told me to tell you this. You need to pray on it for yourself. If we look um, about fortune telling, potions, tarot, horoscopes, we can continue in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. Now the Holy Spirit tells us clearly that in the last times, some will turn away from the true faith. They will follow deceptive spirits and teachings that come from demons. These people are hypocrites and liars and their consciences are dead. So God tells us in James 3, chapter 3, verse 17, but the wisdom from above is first of all pure. It is also peace, loving, gentle at all times and willing to yield to others. It is full of mercy and the fruit of good deeds. It shows no favoritism and is always sincere. So let's be mindful of, of those things. Are we following someone that is telling us the Bible says this and they're using one scripture and pointing one thing out and, and they're manipulating it. They're taking God's word and turning it. Have you read that scripture for yourself? Have you read the whole chapter for yourself? Are you seeking the wisdom from God or just to this individual that's coming to you with deceptive spirits? That's coming to you with teachings that come from demons. Be mindful, people of God. Don't get caught up. Also in Deuteronomy chapter 18, verses 10 through 14. For example, never sacrifice your son or daughter as a burnt offering. And do not let your people practice fortune telling or use sorcery or interpret omens or engage in witchcraft or cast spells or functions as mediums or psychics or call forth the spirits of the dead. Anyone who does these things is detestable to the Lord. It is because the other nations have done these detestable things that your Lord your God will drive them out ahead of you. But you must be blameless before the Lord your God. The nations you are about to displace, consult, sorcerers, fortune tellers, but the Lord your God forbids you to do such things. So in God's word, he's telling you clearly, look, my people, I forbid you to do this. Why? Because wisdom comes from me. You don't need to go to a fortune teller. You don't need to go to a psychic. You don't need to get on that phone and call somebody for them to tell you something that all you have to do is go to God about and God will reveal it in the pure 
and beautiful way that he does in loving way not someone that's looking for money to pay their bills that's what they do have you ever been to a psychic that was free no that's impossible i mean when i was younger i was a uh, 18 or 19 uh, i was walking in this mu- i lived in california at the time and i was walking through this museum area and there were people that were panhandlers and they would stand on the side you know as you're walking through and they were like hey i'll read your hand for five dollars And I was like, what? Read my hand. And yeah, I can tell how many kids you're going to have, what your life is going to be hold. And I was like, ah, what the heck? Now that I know God's word and it says, God forbid you to engage in such things. He forbid you to. So I had to ask for forgiveness for that because I went to this fortune teller, this palm reader, for her to tell me something that my God would show me or my God would tell me of my life. And so I just... I just ask you people of God to be mindful and read your word be mindful not to get caught up especially in the month of October not to get caught up in these things because witches seem cool sorcery seems cool spells seem cool all that stuff seems cool on TV but in reality you're conjuring the dead in reality you're working the works of Satan you are on the army of satan and not on the army of christ and these things lead you into hell everlasting hell no turning back hell it's not that you go there to serve a little time like prison you don't go to hell for 3 to 6 months you don't go to hell for 10 to 15 years you go to hell for eternity so what we want to look at here um spiritual wickedness in high places men have used high places to set up altars to worship and that's not what we want to engage our lives in we don't want to engage our our lives our families our children in and it says here you must drive out all in numbers 33 verse 52 you must drive out all the people living there you must destroy all their carved and molten images and demolish all their pagan shrines god is very unhappy with those things it says men have used high places to set up altars to worship their gods so like on high mountains they've gone to high mountains and set altars for their gods and god says no you must drive out you must destroy because they're worshiping things that are not of god they're worshiping things that are molten images things that don't have life and are breathing like our Christ is breathing our God has created all things so why would we want to worship anything but our creator I don't understand I mean uh, I say that now but at one time I felt like I understood because I didn't understand you know what I mean confusion so stating uses the body of Christ to place a religious spirit and to have people inside of the church fight against each other people inside of the church talking about one another inside of the church So just to run through here real quick it says here I say this because some ungodly people have wormed their way into your churches saying that God's marvelous grace allows us to live immoral lives the condemnation of such people was recorded long ago for they have denied our only master and Lord Jesus Christ So they want to come into the churches they want to destroy what God has what God has placed together and the thing is that we must trust in God we must keep our faith in God we must make sure that we are staying holy in his sight 
make sure that we are staying righteous in his sight because it states in God's word that it says that ungodly people are worming their way into churches. And what they're doing is gaining a religious spirit, telling you what to do, what not to do, tradition-wise and this-wise and that-wise. And that's not of God. We live by faith and we live under Jesus. Satan has his own trinity, believe it or not, the way that God has the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Satan has his own trinity and it's the false prophet and the beast and Satan. They are their own trinity. They're the ones that uh, have their trinity to have their darkness. They're the ones that come together in this darkness. And it says that in Revelation 20:10, the devil who had deceived them was thrown into the fiery lake of burning sulfur, joining the beast and the false prophet. There they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. You hear that people of God forever and ever. Like I said, not six months duty in hell, not two years duty in hell. This is a life. This is a life decision that we all need to, to make and stand by. So it states here, the wiles of the devil. So remember in, in God's word, it says for us to wear the, the full armor of God so we can stand against the wiles of the devil. So it says, I am saying in first Corinthians 10, 20, I am saying these things that sacrifices are offered to demons, not to God. I don't want you to participate with demons. And that's what the wiles of the devil are. Satan has his own communion. He has his own doctrine. The Bible is filled with the truth of God's word and his doctrine. And when Satan is able to get inside the church and teach lies and false teachings, it becomes the church of Satan and no longer the church of God. Please be careful where you worship and to whom you worship with. We're warned of these things because God tells us in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verses 10 and 11, for the sexual immoral, for those practicing homosexuality, for slave traders and liars and perjurers and for whatever else is contrary to sound doctrine that conforms to the gospel concerning the glory of the blessed God, which he entrusted in us. So when people are speaking and saying that these things, that lying, that committing homosexuality, that you're trading people and, and um, the sex trafficking and they're giving the okay that these things are okay. It is not okay. It goes against everything in the Lord's gospel. Everything, all of this stuff goes against the glory of God. These things are not to be. These things are not to be. So in 1 Timothy 6, Chapter six, verses three through five, it says that some people may contradict the teaching, but these are the wholesome teachings of the Lord Jesus Christ. These teachings promote a godly life. Anyone who teaches something different is arrogant and lacks understanding. Such a person has an unhealthy desire to quibble over the meaning of words. This stirs up arguments, ending in jealousy, division, slander, and evil suspicions. These people are always causing trouble. Their minds are corrupt and they have turned their backs to the truth. To them, a show of godliness is just a way to become wealthy. So when you have someone that stands in the pulpit, just to gain an income that somebody stands in the pulpit just to tell you to place $100 down for prayer just for them to say, Hey, uh, if, if you, um, put your tithes and offering in, I'll play, I'll pray with you. 
if they manipulate you in any way, if they contradict the word of God, contradict the teachings, the, the godly and the pure word of Christ Jesus, look into the word for yourself. If you notice that there is someone in your congregation that is always causing trouble, God is of love. And so if there's a problem among any of us, we should be able to sit down, talk things through. That's the love of God. But when you have people gossiping, when you have people um, going behind each other's backs to do things, when people are being manipulative and doing stuff for money and finances and income and not because they were anointed by Christ. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't know whatever you all do inside of your churches and however you pay your pastors. That's your business. But I'm saying that there are there are thieves out there. There are people out there that are the, the wolves in sheep's clothing. And then they're standing up as pastors and they're, and they're showing off the bling bling and acting all kind of crazy and stuff and driving the crazy cars, but their congregation is in poverty. Pay attention, open your eyes, people of God. If your pastor does not have an actual job and and he's your pastor and that's his only income coming in and everyone in your church is below income level is below a poverty level or is below uh um (laughs) below a level of survival there's a problem because god says that we are all to come together and make sure we all have needs so in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16, it says, All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we're wrong and it teaches us to do what is right. And that's why it's so important for us to be familiar. That's why it is so important for us to know the word of God. So that way, if someone is not teaching it properly, it will be recognized that we can know are we following are we under a leader that actually knows god's word are we under a leader that is carrying love joy peace and patience gentleness goodness goodness faith and and self-control meekness at all times let's be mindful of these things because god's word the, the scripture is a living word that is inspired by god and we have in first john chapter 4 verses 1 through 5 it says here dear friends don't believe everyone who claims to speak by the spirit you must test them to see if the spirit they have comes from god for they are many false prophets in the world this is how we know if they have the spirit of god if a person claiming to be a prophet acknowledges that jesus christ came in a real body that person has the spirit of god but if someone claims to be a prophet and does not acknowledge the truth about jesus That person is not from God. Such a person has the spirit of the Antichrist, which you heard is coming into the world and indeed is already here. But you belong to God, my dear children. You have already won a victory over those people because the spirit who lives in you is greater than the spirit who lives in the world. Those people belong to this world, so they speak from the world's viewpoint and the world listens to them. But that's why we have to be different people of God. That's why we have to be set apart. We can't be like everyone else. We can't do like everyone else. We have to be sanctified. We have to be set apart. What is their response to you? Do they fit in with the world? So when I have a problem in my life, 
and I, I come to the leader and, and I have a problem. Are they, uh, are they pleasing just my ears? Are they trying to be on my side? Are they trying to make me feel good? Or are they really telling me God's word? Are, re- are they really telling me what God would say and what God would do? Are they teaching me properly? Are they directing me to scripture so I can read it for myself? Or are they going off their own feelings and emotions? So beware, God's people. Be so aware. Know your Bible and know the words that it beholds. Read God's word for yourself. It is so important for us to be fully developed in Christ Jesus. It is so important for us to stand strong on God's word. The only way we can do that if we have God's word inside of us. If we have God's word in not only just in our minds because we've read it over and over again, but in our hearts. Because remember, God looks at the heart. So, Father God, thank you so much for your word on this day. Father God, I ask that you bless each and every one of us receiving your word for us to know that your word is true. Your word is the living word that we need to follow by your word, Father God, not just because somebody else says so. Father God, we just thank you for this opportunity of you giving us more knowledge and understanding and wisdom of you that we will not fall into the deception of these false prophets, that we will not fall into the deception of these false teachers and preachers and pastors, that people say that they are for us, but yet they are against us because they're not teaching us your true word. So Father God, allow us to be hungry for your word. Allow us to be fulfilled of our hunger off of your word. We just want more of you. So thank you, Father God. We love, honor, glorify, and we praise you in your mighty precious name, Jesus. Amen. So thank you so much, people of God, for joining in today. Remember, you can find us on the World Wide Web at yourloveministries.us, Facebook, Instagram page, and our YouTube channel at Your Love Ministries. Remember to look for the heart with the cross through it. Until next time, you are loved.